0: How are you doing everybody? And welcome back to Crime Theory with myself Ron Swanson and of course John Wedger on the Sean Atwood channel. Here to uh, have you gripped for the next hour or so while we delve back into the true crime realm with John Wedger's vast knowledge on an abundance of uh, crime that has covered the UK and and, and 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 a little bit further, shall we say. But how are you doing this week, John, and what's been going on in your world? Tell us a little bit about you, about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm busy. Uh, you know, I'm still working with ex-offenders and um, the autistic kids. So everyone's sort of back at school. Back, you know, the world's gone back, and it. So, um, yeah. it, you know, it, it's busy times. It's it's a crazy time in the world as well. I think there's a a lot of people struggling now. Yeah. And definitely, there's signs of um, an economic downturn. But um, you know, in respect to the work that we've been doing and the Products we've been putting out there, I've had a huge response. Um, a lot of stuff regarding Beverly Alley okay, and, yeah. and the Let Electric Girl. Um, a lot of people saying, "Yeah, massive similarities." Uh, yeah. Uh, but, but the other thing is the Detro. I mean, it's it's huge. And uh, what I didn't realize because um, there, there's quite a big community out there that have really been um, following the Detro stuff and and coming up with same conclusions that we have. So this oh, is a very, very dark... John, you know,
0: right. I, I lay awake the other night, right? And I was thinking about the Moors murders. Then I was thinking about Savile and the West and the Ripper. And what was the other guy, Knock, the Dirty Dozen? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Sydney Cook. Sydney Cook, that was it. Uh, Sydney Cook and uh, Detro. and it all just starts piecing together like the handler theory the uh, the procurer theory and it's almost like i say it's almost like this cycle where they give up a certain level of serial killer or psychopath to put the attention onto that one individual and take all the attention off of the bigger picture and when we look at how the cases are handled, the judges, the incompetency that goes into it all, it, it really is a chart that paints a picture over the last, you know, 60, 70 years that is shocking and undeniable. There is a definite procurement of children across the world that is happening. And in certain cases, there is an a, a serious lack of investigation and a... a, a, a Incompetency in the handling of a lot of the evidence. I mean, am I wrong?
1: Well, get this. Um, what I, I did know this, but I, I failed to mention it. Dutro's Mrs. Michelle. She served. I don't know how many years, but she served twelve or so years. When she was released, she went for a small period of time to live in a convent, as if that's going to help her. A Catholic convent. She did a few years there, and when she came out the convent she went um she went and married a guy and the guy she married was the trial judge for detro's case yeah okay i mean yeah, i mean what do you say to you, that yeah yeah it's just and people say there's no cover up but but look what what these things just come to me i mean detro i thought was the icing on the cake. Yeah. I'm going to take us to a place in the uh, UK now. Okay. And this, this, this one will put, uh, uh, make the hair stand on the back of your neck, your hand, wherever they are. It, this is smacks of everything we spoke about. It, it's very detroit. But this also links in with near enough, every single case that we mentioned, oh, um, but by the, um, not so much the children, but, you know, especially like the, the women who murder. But th- this is a very, um, it was very well known in its time. It's not so much now that, that it, it's uh, coming to prominence, but we're going to resurrect it tonight. Okay. Um, but, but this is something that shocked a community okay. and we're going to see consistencies in locations, in suspects, in, in modus operandi m o s method of operating we're gonna we're gonna go into the world of british politics the judiciary uh police malpractice incompetence uh the the the, the penal system and everything with this case um, this okay. is an appalling case on so many levels and it was um it was dramatized allegorically. In the Channel 4 phenomenal trilogy that Channel 4 did called Red Riding. And I've mentioned this many times, okay. and I implore people to watch it. It did get removed from Channel 4's listings, but you can still find it on, on BritBox and things like that. I think there was a lot of pressure on Channel 4 to remove it because of, of the accuracy, the allegorical accuracy of that trilogy. And it's all to do with police corruption, child murder, political espionage, um, celebrity pickles, and ritualistic murder in the West Yorkshire area. And we're going to bring that to life tonight with the very, very, very sad murder of a very vulnerable 11 um, year old girl from the Turf Hill area of Rochdale. Again, Rochdale seems to crop up constantly. It recently cropped up a few years ago with the child trafficking, child grooming, um, and police cover-ups in that region. Uh, dramatized in the the BBC documentary Three Girls, and the police officer in there is, is a friend of mine, and and through lots of similarities in what she endured as to what I endured. So, so I take an interest in this region. Okay. Uh, also we've got to look at um, who politically represented this region. And I'm going to go on about this individual at some point during this uh, narrative. But the, the poor little girl is a, a little wee lassie called Leslie Um uh, She died at the age of 11 years. She was um, very, very small for her age. She weighed three stone, this girl. Wow. She... Had to have open heart surgery as a child. And as a result, she suffered um, with her physiology. But also, she was what we were classed as we She was um, uh, backward uh, intellectually, uh, mentally, and maybe emotionally. I'm not too sure. But she was classed as a very sweet, dear girl from a very loving, kind family. From the working class council estate of Turfield Rochdale. She was born on the 14th of August, 1964, this little girl. And she lived in, in what is a nice community. And she came come from a nice family. And the family, the kids, would all have to help out with the household chores. And so it might be washing up or running errands to the shop, things like that. Yeah. And on the 5th of October, 1975, at about midday, her mother was preparing lunch for her and her two siblings. And they were short of air fresheners and a loaf of bread. So a few pennies was given to little Leslie by mother and sent to the local shop, uh, which was on the estate, so she could go and um, pick these bits up and come home and mum could prepare dinner and what have you. Unfortunately, little Leslie never turned up, uh, alive anyway. Her body was discovered three days later 8 a.m. in the morning on the 8th of October 1975, a poor little body was found laying next to the Trans Pennine Railway line in uh, Rishworth Moor, West Yorkshire. Um, she, a body was displayed in in a bizarre position. I think with her legs open. I'm not too sure. I'd have to check on that. But, okay. um, but she died from stab wounds, multiple stab wounds, 12 stab wounds. And one of all from the back, and one of them had gone through her body into her heart. There what was interesting, there were no defense stab wounds. So it, it wasn't as if the girl um knew what was coming. So she was just attacked from the back by oh, look of it. God. But there were signs of sexual interference. She'd been sexually assaulted uh before and after her death. And semen was found on her body. Um so I uh a, a local um, guy, a worker, he was travelling back from somewhere and he'd stopped uh, on a lay-by on this Trans-Pennine route uh, to have a rest and he slept in his van overnight and then he'd uh, go up in the morning and, and sort of about nine metres up this cliff from the road edge he saw some clothing and he decided to take a walk up and that's where he discovered this, this poor little girl's body. Um, so the police were called. A crime scene was put up uh, and there was basic investigation work was taking place and and her clothing was seized and fibres from her clothing, everything else was taken. And the police went about their work. Um, There was a lot of pressure on the police to come up with results. So this is where we start. It gets dark, dark indeed. And. um, Sometimes the police can make things fit. You know, we yeah. used to call it when I was in the police the ways and means act. So it's all down to acts of law, you know, statute acts. Okay. And one of them we we used to nickname the way ways and means. There's always a way and there's always a means of getting what you want. Now on a lower level, it's still corruption. It's still perverting justice. And I'm in no way saying that I'm a i've ever been involved in this Uh, i think you know just have to draw your inference from that one but um Mm. it it was common practice whether it it was falsifying evidence um planting evidence saying someone was somewhere where they wasn't you know and if everyone sticks together who are they going to believe you know yeah it sort of started dying out that attitude sort of late 90s i mean really when cctv came along to be honest um that started going out. So especially when I joined in the early 90s, you know, that way of policing was, was alive and well. I joined, um, you know, shortly after the, the inception of PACE, the Police and Criminal Evidence Act, which came in in 1984. I joined shortly after that. And uh, that really gave prisoners rights, that they're right, they are entitled, like the caution says, you don't have to say anything, blah, blah, blah. it's yeah. all part of PACE, you know, the welfare of the prisoner and how, information, evidence is elicited and uh, the provenance of of that. Before that, it was pretty much like the Wild West, anything went. And um, handwritten statements were commonplace. And the the strange thing is um, Scotland um, uh, is um, totally different in their judicial. It still still works on the same um, common law system that we do. But even to when I was serving, it, 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 Scotland still had the uh, the right to um, interview a suspect um, just handwritten, transcribed, okay. and, and it could be done in pencil, in pencil. So you can imagine how much that could be open to. Of course, to, to like, of course. You know, but, so we've got this, this rural community in West Yorkshire and this little girl's missing. She's now found dead. And it, it, it's uh, a sick motivated murder of a very vulnerable, uh, very underweight 11-year-old girl who probably didn't look 11. She was tiny, uh, by all accounts. So maybe her attacker was looking for someone younger. And like we've mentioned before, I, I don't believe this. When these children are abducted, days later found, and there's was sex interference, I don't think it's down to one person. i proclaimed proclaim that from the start of doing this series. And I'm going to continue doing that with this. And I'm going to bring forth some information. Okay. I'm going to elicit some information in this, which hasn't been heard before. All right. It 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 has, but not in the same context as I'm going to do it. I'm going to um put together a conspiracy, okay, of of um suspects here that they are conspiring together. They're co-defendants. What I'm saying, and this is a first time. I think that this is um been put forward in this case okay Uh, all right
0: so i'm excited to hear what you've got john
1: yeah yeah the the uh, the, when you research this case it gets darker and darker and darker and it's honestly I, I, it it didn't fail to deliver all throughout my research of this case and again uh the murder of leslie molseed not very well known however the suspect that they brought in who later become the accused a man called Stefan Kishko, K-I-S-Z-K-O. Okay. Kishko is a, is a Ukrainian surname. So this guy, back in the day of 1975, he was 23-year-old. He was a tax clerk uh, from the Ukraine. His parents were ethnic Ukrainian. Um, he himself was regarded. He was a big guy for his age. Uh, he was a nice fella. He was uh, an upstanding, innocent guy. He lived with his mum. His father had died. And he was just a very quiet, shy, but well-liked individual. He had a nice job with the tax office as a clerk, and he did drive a car. But he, he was backwards. And, and an assessment of him said that at the age of 23, he had the mental and emotional age of a 12-year-old. So he was a bit what, what we might used to call a bit soft. Okay. Right. And he, and he, he didn't, he didn't hurt anyone. Um, however, he goes up as a suspect for for the murder. One sec. Hi, hi. Andrew, Andrew.
2: Sorry, Ron. I'm back with you.
1: Yeah. Right. No problem. No so, problem. So, what happens is that, um he has a medical condition where his 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 bollocks hadn't dropped to be vernacular about this, so he was taking testosterone um, to because he had undersized testicles. They hadn't dropped, and the testosterone kick started his um, body growing process, and he sort of went into puberty very, very late. Okay, Uh, he was quite an innocent guy, and of course, he starts then getting like. Boy, male feelings, and he starts masturbating, but very late in life. So he buys porno mags, and he that's his little secret. He hides them in his car and he would have a read of these porno mags okay. uh away from home and things like that. that. was his that was his like his little quirk, as it were. Right. Um, but apart from that, anyway, but he was well known in the area it's just been a bit soppy and a bit simple. Um, um A taxi driver, it's it's mixed um, uh, information here. One report says a taxi driver, one says a cab driver is having a piss. And four girls are coming out of a youth club. They see this taxi driver having a piss and they get all a bit alarmed about it. Anyway, the the, the guy sort of buggers off. But they they go to the police and they tell the police that it was actually Stefan because they saw Stefan. Uh, sitting in his car with dirty books, and so they decided to blame him for a laugh, thinking nothing would come of it, and okay. it was just a joke, you know? Yeah. But anyway, the the police decide he could be a suspect, so they go and bring him in, right? And they arrest him. Now, Stefan, um, they arrest him in December, And bear in mind this takes place... Um, in October, so come December, they're desperate to nick someone uh, and they bring him in. And then they subject him to three days of basically um, torturous interrogation. He is simple. He needs his mother with him all the time. Um, he's got this intelligence of a 12 year old. He's very naive and emotionally he's very, very mature. And he's now got the full front of the uh, West Yorkshire serious crime investigation team breathing down his neck. He's not allowed a solicitor. And he's not allowed an appropriate adult, both of which he was entitled to. Now, on the day the murder occurred, he was actually at his dad's grave uh, many miles away, tending it with an auntie. So he he had an alibi. Um, Also, He'd broken his ankle and his foot was in plaster and the body was found up a cliff face nine meters above the, the, the road level, you know. So you'd have to climb up um, nine meters of rock to, to get up to look at this body. Okay. He, he had his foot in plaster and he was, he was um, grossly overweight because he used so to eat a lot of was, sweets.
0: He was already, his leg was already in plaster when the crimes had occurred.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. physically, he couldn't have put the body there. Um, he wasn't there anyway. He was elsewhere, and, th- and that was later corroborated. But also, and now here's a clincher: the semen that was found. There was no DNA uh, recognition back then. Okay, but but they could analyze semen. So the semen that was found, they 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 kept the semen sample from the clothing, and. It, it had sperm in it. it. Had what they call sperm head. So it was someone who produces sperm. Now, because of his condition, Stefan Kishko could not produce sperm. He just produced semen. So he was impotent. Okay. Right. Anyway, this information was presented to the police. He was asked give a, a, a semen sample and, and all sorts of things, and they withheld it. And they bullied this guy for three days. And it was now Christmas Eve. And they, he's basically told, if you admit to it, you can go home. Because he just wanted to go home to his mum for Christmas. Jeez. So he admits to it. And one of the coppers handwrites a statement of which he signs, believing he's going to go home. He's oh not. My God. He's taken straight to the custody uh, desk. And he's charged with the murder of Leslie Molseed. He's remanded. Okay, uh and it and it goes to trial. He gets a
3: solicitor
1: and his solicitor uh straight away makes him retract his statement saying, No 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 we're gonna make a new statement. That, you know, this this is wrong and he's admitted that he he lied because when he told the lies that he actually um killed the girl, it made the police smile and made them happy. Now this is where the rules of evidence comes in, and especially as not only an interviewer of children and vulnerable people, yeah. I actually taught interview skills, what they call achieving best evidence (ABE) interviewing, which okay. is a um, which is uh, a very disciplined and skilled practice of of getting information from society's most vulnerable, and the way you do it is is very strict. And it's all to do with opening questioning, because children do something called acquiesce. A child will want to please the adult. yeah. So they say things that make the adult happy. So an example would be if a child has evidence of of their abuser driving a red car, and when asked the colour of the car, the child says green car, and the adult sort of grimaces slightly, the child will change that um, narrative and select a colour that makes the officer smile. So that's why interviews of, of vulnerable people and children are, are recorded, um, video recorded, not with one camera but with two cameras and one of the cameras is, is on the interviewer and to make sure that they don't make any facial gestures or in, any hand gestures. Oh, wow, okay. You know, That's really minimal encouragers yeah. with your hands and things like that because the kid will want to please the adult. But this, this guy is actually a child, really, You know, in his mind and in his heart. So he starts saying things that, that makes the adults happy. So they said, did you kill him? Oh, yeah, and they all started really... Gene uh, is gone.
0: You broke up a little bit there, John.
1: Yeah, yeah, sorry. I- there's, a, there's a huge echo on the line. Yeah. Oh, uh,
0: hang on a second. Hang on a second. Speak now. Hello? Is that better?
1: Yeah, that's better. That's better. Yeah, it was an right echo right. before. I thought it was me. So, me. Um, anyway, so he, he ends up going to trial and his mum's making these protestations that his son couldn't possibly have done it. But the public's happy. The public's so happy with it. Um, and he, get, he gets a defence barrister, a bloke called David Waddington. And David Waddington later went on to become Home Secretary. But David Waddington made two of the biggest errors of his career in this case. Um, huge defence errors. He actually put up two defences. So one of them was the uh, um, client was on medication and it could have altered his mindset, which was medically untrue. It didn't alter his mindset. And he also then put up a defence that his client is happy to admit to. um...
2: Thank you for watching the podcast. Here's a word from our sponsor, Rocket Money. Don't you hate it when you've got subscriptions out there that you don't know about? Taking all that cash out of your account. I recently found out I had four Amazon Prime subscriptions. Now I've got it down to one. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills All in one place. Most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions when in reality the number is closer to $200. When you're signed up for so many things like streaming services you used to watch one show or free trials for delivery you don't use, it's so easy to lose track of what you're paying for. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com. Forward slash Sean, S H A U N, that's rocketmoney.com, S H A U N, rocketmoney.com slash Sean. Thanks for supporting our sponsor. Link is in the description box on YouTube. Back to the podcast.
1: Uh, manslaughter. But how can <laughs> you his you know, client massively in the frame and, and also on the first day of trial? a huge amount of of unseen disclosure was brought forward. Now, in a trial, you are not expected um, to formulate the case against you. That's for the prosecution to do. And any new, um, uh, what is it, it's called um, additional new evidence, Um, uh, a notice of additional evidence, notice of additional evidence, yeah, Uh, NAE, if any of that is brought in, the trial has to be stopped because you need to go through that additional evidence um, to see if any way it assists your case or undermines the, the case for the prosecution. So they're the two key factors in any trial. Do the prosecution, because they have to bring the case, do they hold information which will assist the defence or undermine their case? And they need if they've got that they need to put it forward. And a lot of coppers used to deliberately withhold that they did, and it's called disclosure now. Okay. But back then the rules were still the same. The rules of court haven't changed really in hundreds of years. And uh, he should have old David Waddington should have stopped. He would have had just calls then to stop the trial and go through this evidence. He didn't do it. They just cracked on regardless. Okay, so all all of a sudden. It's going against this guy straight away. He changes his story many times over the three days because he's confused and he's retarded, you know, yeah. and he's he's frightened and he's vulnerable. So it's it's not it's not going his way. No. Um, these these girls come forward and they they lie. They they say perjury that they saw, uh, Stefan, flashing, getting his willy out, which is a lie. Uh, They were later to be commended for their bravery and their honesty. And this has all got a twist to it. The two detectives that ran the case, right, was a DS John Ackroyd and a DS Holland. I'll get Holland's other name because this guy, uh, we we really need to know, uh, make a note of this guy, Holland. Okay. Because uh, Dick Holland, DS Dick Holland, later on becomes Superintendent Dick Holland, Um you know, keep a note of, of, of this fella because he's a bad penny and he crops up a lot. Um, and um, in these inquiries, so uh, a majority verdict 10 to 2 verdict comes up with guilty for what really is an innocent man. He's then, uh, Stephanie is sent to HMP Armley in Leeds. And he is attacked from the, the moment he goes on. He's given life.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: he gets so this, life. So, this, gets so this,
0: this, this guy with mental problems, who clearly shows, you know, shows signs of being simple and very, you know, yep. uh, young in the mind, he has a broken leg, and the crime has occurred over terrain that he needs to, he needs to climb. You've already said that he was unfit. And... Clearly, we're in an era of police work where pencils and coercion when it comes to getting statements are, you know, a lot less easy to prove. I mean, how is this all coming? I know you're. I know we're about uh, well, to get there. I'm just making sure I understand the yeah. gravity of this.
1: Yeah, of course. And the police deliberately withhold the key information that, that um, Stefan cannot produce sperm. He can produce semen, but not sperm. The key evidence here is sperm, semen and sperm were found on this girl. He can't produce it. He medically can't produce it. Right? Um, His testicles don't work like that. They do not produce sperm. And sperm is found on there. Um, So he, um, and they rely on the ignorance of, of his family being migrants and him being a simpleton. He is given, uh, and of course, he looks the part. He's just a big lump of a man, yeah. Uh, and, and he and he doesn't look right. So, so we're now seeing uh, this happening time and time again in the in the British justice system. I mean, look at the Jill Dando one that we covered earlier of course, with, with yeah. Barry George, yeah. aka Barry Bulsara. Again, very similar character. Y- yes, you know, just, but again, you know, it, and
0: it's. Do you think it's just? The tried and tested method of pinning yep, the blame yep. on the vulnerable.
1: Yep, yep. And uh, and they get a result. The public gets what the public wants. It, it, they can yeah. all rest easy. Child murder has been caught. Everyone's happy. And these coppers are commended. And what they've done is they've just stitched up um, a retarded bloke, and that's it. Yeah. And that's all they've gotten. Um, over three days, bullied and beat him up. He he then gets sent away um, for life, and, and he basically his life inside is a living hell. He is brutalised for the next 16 years. Jesus. You know, and that, that is his life. Um, his mental of health course,
0: goes he, into he would have went in as a child abuser and a child killer, which
1: I can't yep. imagine
0: a, a, a moment in time where that goes down well in prison, if you know what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, w- within his first day, he gets moved about a lot. He, you know, within his first day of of uh, going into Wakefield Prisoner. He's set upon by five prisoners, and they basically smash him to pieces. Um, he's then, uh, a little bit later, he, he's attacked with a mop, and his his head is split open. He's constantly punched in the face for no reason. There's no sympathy given to him from prisoners or guards. Yeah, this this is why I A uh, very important to investigative tool is the timeline. And I used to teach this when I was uh, a tutor at the Crime Academy, and I'd say draw a formula timeline because you start picking out inconsistencies and patterns. Now this guy starts becoming very, very unwell. He puts in constantly for appeals to his innocent, and he keeps getting told if you you can't appeal unless you admit your guilt. Um, and he's encouraged throughout to plead guilty. He even gets a placement at the um, rehabilitation prison, which is HMP um, and um, Grendon. And he's told, um, you know, we can help you, but you've got to plead guilty. And he refuses to. He's eventually sectioned in 1991 because his mental health just, just is going to pieces. But what happens is his mum refuses to give up and she is having the door slammed in her face constantly. But here's one, her MP refuses to help her in any way whatsoever, right, throughout. Okay. She constantly goes to her MP and he stonewalls her throughout the whole um, timeline of this. Right, now, we're going to go into dark, dark territory here, and this All has right. never, ever, and I'm telling you now, no inquiry, no independent inquiry, no review, nothing. A parallels been drawn here, and we're going to do them tonight. All right. His MP for where he lived was MP called Cyril Smith.
0: Oh my God. Right. Oh my God. Now,
1: Cyril Smith, the MP that was caught with child, accused of multiple sexual um, offending against children. Yeah, I know. Was was a regular at Elm Guesthouse. Yeah. Um, a, A violent child abuser of a man. He's the MP. And. Many, many applications went to Margaret Thatcher, who did exactly the same. Now, let's go back to this period when Margaret Thatcher was in office. She had Leon Britton as her Home Secretary, many allegations against him. She had, uh, what, who was it? Was it Patrick Rock, or one of them? A political advisor was known for, for failure. She had more members of her cabinet that were um, either accused of or convicted of, of offending against children than any other PM. So um, Jesus, so so, but it get, it get, it gets darker, it gets that's, darker. That's
0: so. no, but Cyril Smith, man, I mean he is nightmare fuel, Cyril Smith. Yeah,
1: yeah, and of course, look, this girl goes missing, but I'm we, I'm going to save this bit because we're going to move on. Sure, uh, sure, 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 sure. Rightly, and this will all come anyway. So um, a solicitor takes up the case. Um, a guy called Campbell Cleggs, um, and he petitions a Home Secretary uh, in 1989 and a case gets reopened in 1991 and they managed to find this medical evidence that had been suppressed deliberately withheld from, from disclosure they also uh, found uh, evidence, witness evidence that our man Stefan was actually was at his father's grave so they've now got the medical reports saying that um, that he couldn't produce sperm. And of and course, that sperm was when you pin it the semen when you on pin, the dead body, when you pin it on
0: someone like that and they come out of their sentence, I mean, who's paying attention?
1: Well, you know, well, well I mean? it, it, this gets so dark, this case, because uh, someone from the medical profession, as a result of this case, then suggested that, that any sort of medical um, uh, investigation done uh, should be separate from the police. And they were instantly struck off from the medical register for, for suggesting that. Um, the four girls were, were re-interviewed and they all admitted they lied. Two of them were later cautioned, found guilty of perjury and cautioned. Okay, the, the judge apolog, apologised um, for commending the girls, but he wouldn't apologise for how he conducted the, um, the case. DS Dick Holland... Uh, he maintained the investigation was done with, with, with um, due diligence all the way through. Um, he was later um, also to have a file to be charged with perverting the course of justice, but the case never went to trial um, and it was dismissed. So on the on 17th of March 1992, Stefan Kishko was, was um, exonerated by the Court of Appeal. He was awarded half a million pound compensation, which he never received. And unfortunately, uh, a few months later, he died. And then, a few months after that, his mother died as well. How how did he die? Uh, Do you know how he died? He had had a heart attack. And then his mother died shortly afterwards.
0: If that's not the definition of a tragic family tale, I have no clue what it
1: is. How awful, but When we look, that this guy never murdered the girl. Um, DS Dick Holland was charged with preventing the course of justice. It it never went to trial. DS Dick Holland was later promoted to superintendent, and he was later the senior investigating officer who screwed up monumentally the Ripper murders.
0: So he's their boy. He's their boy. I mean, that's... He's their boy. He's their boy, man. Jesus.
1: we mentioned uh, Sutcliffe earlier. Um, again, Red Riding, please—that trilogy, Red Riding—it alludes to every single bit of what we're saying. This, and this case gets spooky and spooky. Do you know, this, right. is the,
0: this is the first week where I've actually felt a bit sick.
1: Yeah, well, well, this, this it's, gets, all, it's all getting a bit now, real. It's now, getting a I bit real now. All the way through all of these, that when it's a ch- children abducting and murdered, there never is that a, a, a lone wolf. Never. Right now. Um, what happens is the the police they, there's a reinvestigation investigation into this, right? So they get they get this guy in, who looks at the case, and he maintains that the number one suspect for this, right, is uh, let's just find this is a guy called Raymond Hewlett, right? So Raymond Hewlett, he kept saying it's Raymond Hewlett. Now Raymond Hewlett was. Yeah, He had a van. He had an ex-GPO, turquoise, ex-GPO, um, Morris Minor-type van, which was seen um, by 14 independent witnesses on the uh, on the estate when the girl goes missing, at the location where the girl goes missing. It's also seen um, shortly uh, before the body is found, and it's parked up in a lay-by nearby, right? A guy, because he's a wiry, Sydney cookie-type bloke, a guy matching Raymond Hewitt's description is seen climbing up this cliff with a young girl, right? Or, 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 or carrying a young girl Come or something, on. right?
0: This is... Right?
1: Okay. Now, now Raymond Hewitt, right, Hewlett, is the number one suspect. He does a runner. The day of uh, the the day the girl's body is found, he does a runner and he ends up going to Ireland and he goes on the run. He's got convictions in 1972 for the abduction and rape of a 12 year old girl. In nineteen seventy-eight, he is jailed for the attempted rape of a 14 year old girl. And in nineteen eighty eight, he abducts a 14 year old girl with the intention of her. Okay, he's a petty criminal. He's violent to his children. He's a prime suspect. Now, he's got traits of of Brian Fields, this guy. Right? Traits of Brian Jeez. Fields. Okay. Again, very, very similar character. But what what is his occupation? Have a guess what his occupation is.
0: Oh, fairground worker. High fairground, school- worker. Fairground, fairground worker.
1: Fairground worker. Nailed it. Amen, hundred per cent well done, top of the class, he's a fair ground worker, right now he is not he's not arrested for this. He later goes on to become a suspect for the Madeline McCann abduction or alleged abduction eight Late, years later he crops up again. In, in Portugal.
0: So he's the nabber, right? He's the nabber. The copper is the boy that gets make sure that yep, the wrong yep. guy gets booked. This is but, this is scary.
1: Yeah, and 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 Cyril Smith is stonewalling this, and Margaret Thatcher is refusing that the matter goes um, all the way to the Home Secretary for a public inquiry, right? But DNA comes out, Well, right? DNA. Uh, okay. This is the first yep. case where they start using DNA. So they've got oh, the clothing, unfortunately, got incinerated. Of course but did. the laboratory did keep the, the sellotape, um padded. You know, when they it down with um, sellotape, they used this heavy sellotape. And uh, they, they found fibres, and some of them fibres contained some of this semen. So it, as a long shot, it's just come out. They said to the coppers, the lab, look, let's try this new thing called DNA. Anyway, they come up with a they come up with two profiles. One is a profile of the young girl, brilliant. You've got your, your victim, yep, yep, right. And and like you always do, uh, as we mentioned with McCann, you go and you get the toothbrush and the hairbrush. And and with McCann, what did we find? There was no hairbrush, and they said all the kids use the same toothbrush, which is nonsense. So you, you, we mentioned that last time. We did, yeah. So anyway, so but. The, but the other DNA comes through, and bear in mind, our man Raymond Hewlett is is a, a, a serial sex offender, and his DNA is on the base database. Right? It's not his. The semen's not his. Okay. Right. So so so, and the police didn't go and get him. Right? Now, what happens? Something something bizarre happens. Right? I've just got to find this. Okay. So um a local man called Ronald Gastry. Okay. Uh 53 year old and he's born on the 18th of October 1953. He's a taxi driver. He's come from a very abusive family background. His grandfather was Okay. Born, who went on to abuse his own children, his own son Uh, He had a very unhappy upbringing. He was violent to his wife. He would regularly beat her. Very controlling. He was unliked by his neighbours. He had a foul temper, and as we know, temper is trauma. So all fingers are now pointing to the fact that Ronald Gastry is a victim and a survivor of horrific inter-familial sexual childhood abuse. Right? Yeah, I'm with you. he later on goes on to open a comic book shop, uh, which really gives him unlimited access to children. Yeah. Right. Now, Ronald, Ronald, uh, Gastry, let's look at his offending. So a year after this girl goes missing, bear in mind, he lives on the same estate as this girl, as, as did our other man that we've just spoke about. Right. Uh, on the third of July 1976, Ronald Gastry abducts and assaults a nine-year-old girl. Right? So there's two offences the abduction yeah. and the assault of a nine year old girl. So this guy's a sex offender. He's not only is he a sex offender, he's an abductor. Right? Okay, similar as our man we just mentioned. But he goes to court and he's found guilty. It don't go to Crown Court, it goes to magistrate's court. He's given a twenty-five pound fine. What? Now, back then, you didn't even get um, a lower fine for a traffic offence. So he got a fine lower than than, than a bog standard traffic offence
0: for abducting a child.
1: For abducting
0: and abusing a
1: child and, and sex assaulting. Wow. A, a straight a nine year old girl, right? A nine year old girl, right? So, a few years later. In nineteen seventy eight he indecently assaults a boy, abducts a boy and indecently assaults him. He goes to court he's given a fifty pound fine fifty pound fine right now who's he who's he friends with you know yeah he had a he had a fixation with schoolgirls, he was sexually violent to his wife, very perverted he used to cane her and beat her and all sorts. He, he would regularly frequent prostitutes. I mean, we're we're building up a profile of a very twisted, dangerous man. This is a very weird, horrible individual. Yeah. He's um he's arrested in two thousand six because he assaults a right. There's an argument over. You Know this guy's getting on now and he's still very sexually active, very Sydney Cookie. You know, Sydney Cook was, was, was still sexually yeah. active in his 70s. You know, I said he has to masturbate 19 times a day. Um, so this guy, um, is strange. Um, this Gasfree because it's girls and boys, and like I mentioned before, these people are not homosexual, they're not bisexual, they're what they call trisexual. They'll try anything, they have, and and the same. We found that with Brian Fields, you know, he he would abduct and and boys and girls. So we're with seeing with, that uh, it's whatever. With right. Savile as well. Um, now the one thing we have also got to look at with Gastry is is again with Fields. Fields abducted and raped, um, I think, a young girl um, while his wife was away having a child, or or it was on the anniversary of either. A, it was either a childbirth or it was the anniversary of his divorce. It was one of them. And and if we remember, Corinne always says, look at the dates, look at the crime scene, how the body is, and look at the dates in which they offend because they have meaning. Now, he is going out whilst his wife is in hospital having a kid. And this is when he, he abducts and sex to a young girl. So it's punishment. So he's punishing this girl. So this guy could have been profiled um, and he, he would have pinned up. Right. So he. He's a sex in the area, right, in the same locality as uh, as Raymond Hewlett. And you, you can't tell me they don't know each other. You cannot tell me they don't know each now, other. No, Ray, Raymond if, Hewlett
0: was the one who you were saying was connected to the McCanns. And... That, that's
1: right, Ray, Raymond yeah, Hewlett, yeah, the yeah, first should, one. Yeah. Now, now, Raymond Hewlett was prime suspect. And the police, in, in, in their re-innovation, their, their, their cold case review of this, said all along, Raymond Hewitt's the one. He's the one. Now, oh, I'm I saying... I beg your pardon. Ray, Raymond Hewitt saying, was, the, was, the, was the guy that was charged at the start. No, he, uh, was, no, he wasn't. No. It, it, they, they, end up, they don't end up arresting and charging Raymond Hewitt. They But they go round and get Ronald Gastri because his semen comes back from the assault on the prostitute. It goes through into the DNA database. Ping, ping, ping. It We're hits here. up. It matches up with a 30-year-old semen found on the body of little Leslie uh, Mollseed. Wow. So that's it. Bang. The police go round. In 2006, November, they arrest Ronald Gastry uh, for the murder and sexual assault of, of um, uh little girl, this little girl, right? They don't pursue any other avenues. They um, just stick with him. Uh, Raymond Hewitt, the fact that his M.O. as well w- w- was masturbating. It's, it was exactly the same. All the fact right. is, he wasn't found. Matters not, in my opinion. Matters not. And now Ronald Gastry stands trial and, and he's found guilty. Right, he's found guilty and he's given 30 years um, for, for the um, for the abduction, uh, sexual assault and the murder of the girl. Um, Raymond Hewitt, nope. Uh, and despite the fact that Raymond Hewitt uh, was spotted by by 14 independent witnesses at the scene of the abduction, he, he was spotted, a man with his description, uh, uh, just before the body was dumped on the same area. Um, but Ronald Gastry, he's tied in because his semen was found on the girl. Now, well, I'm saying, I mean, I'm saying here that we have a ring.
0: It doesn't mean he dumped the body, West though, John. George, yeah. It doesn't so, mean that Kastri dumped the body. No, not at all, not at all. It just means that oh, he oh. was physical. I mean, for, for argument's sake, we could say that Kastri was part of a ring and she was part of the menu. I'm sorry, yeah. you, to put it that yeah, way.
1: Yeah, and, and and then stabbed maybe ritualistically or whatever. Yeah, no, it,
0: no, 100%! Oh, it's, it all just fell into place there with me, because... When we couldn't, when we when we were talking about the guy tied to the who was spotted with the Madeline case and with the independent witnesses, but then wasn't uh, DNA evidence, it kind of makes sense that if there was a ring, the people who you know are members of the club aren't disposing of the (laughs) the aftermath, and and the people, my mind's blown. Like this is it's another one of those nights, mate. look,
1: look, Look at Sidney Cook; he was clearly the ringleader, yeah, and he got his sentence reduced on appeal. And and he ended up doing a very minimal sentence for manslaughter when yep. it should have been multiple murders. Yeah. Because he said he he was a bit player in the paedophile ring, and and Oliver and Bailey were the main uh, thing. So you're seeing the same pattern. And again, fairground workers, itinerant people, people with a history of abducting Jeez. kids. Right. Um, we we've got it all here. We've got it all here. We and then then of course Cyril Smith. Stonewalling, blocking it. We have got the police covering up the corruption. Now, what what happens is, you know, and this police officer then then goes on to um to screw up the the um, Yorkshire Ripper uh, murders. Oh, of course, yeah. I, do you know?
0: <coughs> excuse me, I'm wheezing.
1: I I feel like we we need. To,
0: I feel honestly, I feel like this is something we need to sit down and delve into. This this policeman yeah. that messes up. Because I guarantee, and I tell you something else. How many other cases? If we were to draw a map, right, from where, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rod uh, Castry, right? If we were to put yeah. a dot on a map where Castry was, go back 31 years, look at abducted kids, missing homeless children, yeah. reported cases, and say what, like 100-mile radius of his house, 25-mile radius of his house? Yeah.
2: Thanks for watching our podcast. This is a word from our sponsor, Shopify. I feel like I'm missing out because everyone is starting a side hustle or their own business these days. And you know what they're hearing a lot? (coughs) That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. The all-in-one commerce platform to start, run and grow your business. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionising millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're selling books or events like us, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can successfully grow your business. Shopify covers all your sales channels, from a shopfront-ready POS system to its all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify even gets you selling across social media marketplaces like Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Full of the industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without learning new skills in design or coding. And thanks to 24-7 help and with an extensive business course library, Shopify is ready to support your success every step of the way. Look, there's so many options out there to expand your business these days. And what's lovely about Shopify is that no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify will be there to empower you with the confidence and control to take your business to the next level. It's time to get serious about selling and get Shopify today. This is possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a £1 per month trial period at shopify.co.uk forward slash Sean, S-H-A-U-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.co.uk slash Sean to take your business to the next level today. shopify.co.uk forward slash Sean. That's the word from our sponsor. Thanks for watching. Link in the description. Back to the podcast.
1: Yeah. I mean, how, what do you think we're going to see? I know, and, and the fact also, let's look at um, this Raymond Hewlett with, with, with his job with a um, fairground worker. What fairground did he work for? What was his route? What was his plan? And then we've got Castry working in with kids in the um, a comic book shop and things like that.
0: Well, I mean, um, it, it sounds like the fairground worker is the part of the team that's going to spot the kids and, you know, then you know, pass that knowledge on at the next part of the chain and Follow the the parents home or whatever. It seems like there is a scary method involved in here.
2: That...
1: Well, well, the 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 other thing that I think we really need to to draw a massive inference from was the fact that Channel Four made this 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 trilogy called Red Riding. Yeah. About the everything we mentioned, it goes on about businessmen. It goes on about child child murder. It goes on about Masonic connections, political connections, uh, police officers, corrupts, anyone poking their nose in, ending up dead, and little girls going missing, and the stitch-up of, of um, Stefan Kishko. It, honestly, they've done it, and then Channel 4 removed it. And it was all about everything we mentioned tonight, and it was, when I was researching this, honestly, it put hairs up all down my back and on my arms, I'm thinking, my word, and, and at no point, and what's strange is, Caspery is found guilty, yet the police, when they did the cold case review, said it's Raymond Hewlett, he's the one, and of course Raymond Hewlett then turns up in, in prayer de Luz, uh, um, uh whatever it is, is it prayer de Luz? whatever it yeah. is, you know, at the same time and date as, as a McCann thing, and um, again, um, I've got my own theories on the McCann thing, but this is weird. And the fairground work. It's really weird. It, it's, man, I, think, I think we've got something here.
0: I think, and I honestly, when I said I felt sick earlier, it wasn't because of how dark the story was. It was because I felt like we just turned over a stone that we probably shouldn't have turned over. A li- that sort yeah. of feeling, if you know what I, I mean. I,
1: I, I, I totally and utterly agree. I mean, all I would say is everything we mentioned is public domain and those that we slagged off are dead.
0: Yeah, and um, I'd like to say, and I am not suicidal, so if I turn up with a fucking note beside me, that was, yeah. someone wants to look into this, that's all I'm saying, okay?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, um, well, they, you know, if because we we do get a lot of um, armchair detectives follow our work, I get yeah. messages all the time, and I say to someone, please, research the Leslie Morsi, there's been quite a lot, on her back in the 2000s, early 2000s, and the late 1990s. So it, it did get that level of, of prominence and the, the publicity it sort of deserved. But it's it sort of passed away now and no one's really interested. But it's 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 a massive, massive cover-up, this. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is our little
0: encoded like trope. Uh, yeah, I'm at the stage of buying a printer, printing off the cases, sticking them on the wall and getting the red yarn out and starting to link yeah. things together. Yeah, because yeah, yeah it's do, it, the, do It's it. a huge um, pattern, and it's almost like it when when people start chattering too much about the possibility of this happening, all of a sudden there's something like a serial killer, or, we, you know, we have to invade somewhere else for oil, and then there's a big case, and everyone's like, oh, great, the kids are safe now because we've caught the monster. But really, that's yeah. like when the, the the drug dealers send... 25 suitcases on the airplane and they give up you know, they call ahead and, you know uh, daub in two of their own people to take the attention off the other 23,
1: you know yeah, they'll they'll get two girls with, with a kilo wrapped right around their waist won't yeah, they? It's... you know, so it's um, it, it's a distraction behind every good theft is always a distraction and it's the same with these and, and what are the chances of, of people, you know, like Hewlett and uh and Castry, yeah. being from the same area, involved in the same thing it, it, there's no way they didn't know each other, and then with their criminal convictions at the same time for abducting boys and abducting well, girls it's, well, what, you know, what, what are they abducting them for? They're abducting them for sex parties or whatever
0: it's, it's how many, do you know, I honestly think we're they all come in pairs the only ones that aren't in pairs are the two that knew each other, right, which was Savile and the Ripper how do we know that they weren't a couple together, coupled up by the te- well, by well, the team? But well,
1: well, again, they they both cropped up in the um in the in, in the uh Yorkshire Ripper case. That, um, Sav- Savile was brought in because his teeth marks were found. Uh, they think that Savile's voice was the one on Hope's tape. His body, um, the body They've they like become close friends in prison, they knew each other. And um, what what's saying that, that, that Castry, with his liking of prostitutes, didn't know Peter Sutcliffe. Um, as well. I mean, Castry is an aggressive, woman-hating murderer. Um, and, and when he gets fed up, he it looks like he goes out and he tortures young kids and probably women. And it looks like he goes through his life being fed oh, up. Oh, man. Um, and, and Raymond Hewitt, uh, 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 pr- pretty much the same. Um, there seems to be, wherever he, he is, children abducted and raped. Um, and these two are both linked in with this little girl, and of course with Cyril Smith cropping up, it's just, uh, well, I, I, it just it, wow. Honestly, when I started researching this, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, when oh, my word. yeah,
0: when you said Cyril Smith, all the hair stood up on my body, like it it really did. Because if you if if you're watching this and you 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 never heard of Cyril Smith, enjoy that nightmare fuel Google session rabbit hole that you'll be going down on that because he is just a disgusting individual
1: and and i'm gonna sort of i was gonna go into a second one but I, you know i'll have to save this other one but yeah let's see this gonna, other one we're gonna dangle the line out sure. you know uh, dangle yeah, the bait it. here dangle the worm uh, dangle the worm and we're going to look at the the um, missing girl very this is so similar honestly and this case i promise you is going to going to crop up more and more this case okay because i'm sure that this is linked into fred west and 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 many others this this is a far ring and it, okay. it's the town of cop Cote, coke bridge in scotland which crops up all the time uh fred west was a, a resident of coke um around this time and it's that the, the the missing girl moira anderson, moira anderson who went missing in 1957 um, her neighbour and her friend, Sandra Brown, always claimed, she actually wrote a book about it, that her dad, Alexandra Garts, home, abducted and killed Anderson. And he actually, was a local bus driver and actually made a confession um, that he did before he died. And he was involved in a big people ring, involving politicians and police officers and everything. Um... In the Copebridge area, and again, Fred West was very active, sort of circa that sort of time in that area.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and, and Little Moir Anderson. And then when you look at the case of Moir Anderson, it's exactly the same as this. They're you know what, all the same. They're, it's a ring. It's a. These are not opportunistic, No, nah, nah, You're impulse-driven men. Yeah, we're, we're, it's a ring.
0: You've nailed it, and I think. I think, do you know what? I think what I'm going to actually start doing is taking that whole thing of putting things on the wall with a red cord, but I'll make a digital version of it—a digital uh, mind yep. map—and we'll start building this because I think we've struck on a narrative here that's tying too many things together. Too many yep. people are interlocking. There seems to be patterns, and it's it needs to. And I need to see the data in front of me as graphically represented data because I think when we see that it's gonna be disturbing, really disturbing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. But this this one I would say, I mean, Detroit is uh, it is just awesome when you when you start delving into Detroit and that that is frightening yeah. and that is really explains how the whole system works. But this one was sinister. This this poor girl what she gone through and um what happened to her and those involved and and the twists and turns um and the corruption and the cover ups it this this got everything this has got everything and no wonder um red riding was made about this and it was just by chance I uh, come across Leslie Molseed, and then I didn't realize that this was all linked in and when I did it just honestly uh, you know I've been about and there's not much that, that makes me go I give that flipping neck moment yeah but this certainly did. This certainly yeah. did. This was um, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. So I, I've, I've had. It was like being back in the police. It was, it was such a good um, moment for me to go through this. Yeah. I, um, I would say I enjoyed it, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't want to be somber about yeah, this. But I, I sort of did. No, it gave me that. Investigative buzz again.
0: I was going to say, I, I, it's difficult to put it into words when you're doing investigative journalism when you get excited about such a horrific breakthrough. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah, it does. It's not. It's when when people hear that it can trigger them, but it's not excitement in the way you think about it. It's like got you you're back.
1: Sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I mean, I, 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 you know, with um, with Detroit, I thought, how can we? We can't top Trumps. This we sort of um reached the pinnacle here um and, <laughs> then, and then give, give john these,
0: a couple of days and no here we go we've, we've got another one
1: yeah you yeah, know yeah, that's it and, and i i no doubt that um you know one more crop up and i'll I'll put it out there that uh if there's any any case anyone thinks that we should be looking at yeah. then please let us know and we'll 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 uh go through the merits of it yeah and yeah. Uh, and if it, it, it sort of ticks boxes i'll happily um look into it i think as know. well john
0: um, and like i say i keep going on about this because you've blown my mind again i think what's going to actually happen my prediction is see once we put this data into something visual i think refreshing on how all these things link together and going over this theory and building on the on the map yeah. of events is probably what's going to snowball if i'm being honest because i think once we see it your brain's going to go oh this guy, that guy, and you're going to start piecing more together. And then the two of us are going to be found at the bottom of a lake. But Hey,
1: you know, in the search
0: for truth, if you're not pissing someone off, you're not doing your job. Right. So,
1: and and if we upset Peter, brilliant, we've done a good job. (laughs) What I'd like to know, because Cyril Smith was stopped, um, in Northampton, going up the M1 with a car full of child porn. And, uh, the police officers were sworn into silence. And, um, the intelligence services, got involved. Right now, um, Syl Smith, did he know Mr. Dick Holland? At any point, did they rub shoulders? And also, do you remember Jimmy Savile would have these little meetings, wouldn't he, where he'd he'd have this Friday club where he'd invite police officers in for drinks, Friday morning club. Um, Did Dick Holland ever attend any of them? Mm. Um, Dick Holland, he seemed to crop up With with a lot of regularity in the most serious miscarriages of justice, they all seem to be on his watch. It's 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 like I say, it's it's too many. They should have
0: had the good sense to, like, remove the policeman and bring in a new policeman each time. All right, to to sort of put us off this this theory. But the fact that this guy has been involved in, I can't remember what was the name of the policeman. In the, Dick it, Holland. Dick Holland. It, yeah, I mean, fool us once, you know, you know the saying. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, uh, I know. It's and the fact that he was promoted, dude. Like, that's the sk- Like, see hey, if he, see if we could put he, all this down to a couple of bad apples, right? Yeah. But to see the bad apples not rot but flourish, right? And climb the ranks, it's all I just, I, this, this is going to be all consuming. This is what this is going to be. This In, is...
1: in, in what has been classed as the biggest travesty of British justice, uh, the case of Stefan Kishko. So why the fuck and are we only he...
0: hearing about it? Why am I here? Why are we only hearing about the biggest miscarriage of justice today? I mean, I, some of you might know it, yeah. but I'm telling you, this is a new one for
1: me. Okay. And... But, but, but if we look at the Detroit case, yeah. They had an experienced magistrate leading that investigation. He's removed. And a guy who's never done an investigation yep, ever, he's new to the bar, is given the job. Yeah, uh, yeah, A very similar sort of attitude. And, uh, you know, we've got Dick Holland who's who screwed up monumentally and he's allowed to run another investigation, which goes on to be the biggest embarrassment of police detective worst yeah. ever. And that, you know, resulting in the loss of many more lives. And that's the Ripper Inquiry. Yeah. Cover up from start to finish. Oh, same guy.
0: No. Is this guy still alive?
1: No, he died. Oh he died. God! Well, that's, and, um, that's... <laughs> God. Rot, God. Rot, God. Rot his soul. Yeah, I was going to say I'll,
0: <laughs> I'll sleep a little bit better knowing not knowing yeah, that. Yeah,
1: Exactly the same when I read that. I, I made him <laughs> smile.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Fucking <laughs> him. You oh can't be man! Hell. Man, John. So it's um, it's been it's been a pleasure in 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 the most macabre way. Um. I think we've brought a little bit of justice somewhere along the line, and maybe this isn't the last we hear of this one. Who knows?
0: Dude, I, <laughs> I wish you could see my face right now, right? It's like, I, I'm not going to get any sleep tonight. This is going to be me, my brain, putting more of these blocks together because like, I just feel like over the last, however, like 10 weeks, You've been putting these little bits in place knowing that you're going to go full circle and bring it in. And like I say, now is the time for me to put the, the data together, us to be able to see it. And as a community on this channel, start delving into this theory and really producing something that's credible. That is, uh, you know, with with public knowledge and information that's already out there, put all this together. And really, really, really put forward something that spells uh, that there is this global ring and the evidence from what you've presented is damning
1: yeah it, it's it's unbelievable it is unbelievable but yeah. if you know if anyone wants to do any homework please um find red riding watch it and it basically is a dramatization yeah. of what we just spoke about it's frightening it's haunting um and it goes on to infer a lot worse than we have yeah. uh, It goes on to uh, businessmen sex parties masonic links all sorts um and it's um a phenomenal um 3 partner. Yeah. yeah brilliant I mean, just yeah.
0: type it type it into google uh red riding uh series it's popped up for me already i'm going to be taking a look at that and and john thank you again for i mean i i feel like I, every week i feel like i'm a fanboy of my own freaking podcast because i'm sitting here yeah right. hello. It, just, it just blows hello. my mind um i just i just love it and like i say i genuinely feel like expanding on this theory is the way to go so I, like i say i'll get working on some visuals and as a community we can start looking at the um, legitimacy of all this because it's shocking it's fascinating and you know it's possibly the truth you know
1: and 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 maybe um this work that we're doing we we might even uh get get uh, an inquiry officially go in there might be um a public inquiry into something that we mentioned that's been covered up an investigation or it, we, Who, we might who's gonna launch the inquiry they're all they're like, 11, the, 11, the, 11. the one the yeah. one
0: good policeman the one good policeman that's apparently exists that isn't part of this ring is going to launch an investigation we're screwed john okay we're screwed <laughs> they were screwed okay yeah. I'm just saying oh, hey. I don't see any uh, the only thing that I can see really coming from this is us opening some fucking eyes, right? And if we get too close to anything too real, then <laughs> you, yeah, you, it's it's scary, it's exciting, but it's it's
1: real, man. It's it's a
0: real yeah.
2: they yeah. they it, it,
0: they don't like people getting sounds, too close yeah. to this sort of thing, you know?
1: You know, and and uh, my thoughts go out to not not just to uh, the Kiskos and all that. But, you know, let's think about the families of Ronald Gastry, you know, his children, what they must have gone through and his wife, what they must have gone through. And, and, you know, and ultimately the, the family of Leslie Monsied, you know, with the total incompetence that went on and having to not only go through it once, but with um, the trial of, of um, Kisko, but then have to go through it again.
2: Yeah.
1: 30 years later, with the with the trial of this other piece of uh, um, yeah. Ronald Gastry and and even now I think there's a huge question mark um, because I think this is a, a conspiracy. I think there's co <laughs> in this.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think we'll allow this this to be more than just a conspiracy theory. To be honest, it's it's too it's too stacked with evidence. It's too stacked with repeating patterns, and we've seen it too many times.
1: Well, well, uh, well. I mean, uh, the conspiracy in the legal term, where, you know, where, yeah. where two or more, okay, of
0: course, yeah, yeah, Sorry uh,
1: not, not husband and wife uh, get together, you know, to uh, for the purpose of crime, so conspiring. conspiring. Uh, yeah, I
0: think the fact that all these individuals are connected and so close to where the body was found, there was the witnesses of the guy whose uh, DNA didn't match, and he, and how it just all paints a picture of somebody who. Partakes in the abuse and somebody who disposes of the, the bodies after the party, shall we say? Yeah. yeah. And, and
1: we and we and we saw that with Sydney Cook. We did. Different people, different people had different jobs. Yeah. So yeah, you know, and this this is how these things work. So yeah. and fair when I saw fairground worker. Oh man. Oh, that, you know that was it. I, I was on one. I was on a mission then.
0: Yeah, I mean it's scary, and I tell you what, you've ruined Blackpool for me. Like when i'm down <laughs> in blackpool now and there's like the the fairgrounds and all this i'm just like oh no <laughs> i'm just yeah, looking at yeah. him like oh no like I, and there's always one or two weird looking guys who are wearing shorts that are too short and too tight and they've no kids and they're hanging about in places where families hang out and it's just like no it's awful yeah. it's awful but listen john thank you again this this tonight has been a mind blower and i like i say i can't wait to build on this tell us what you guys think down in the in the comment section and we will definitely be back next week and like i say i'll get working on uh, the visuals because i think t- t- telling a story over so many weeks presenting so many mind-blowing facts it's time now to see it all brought together and i think that's when the real feeling of sickness is going to kick in if i'm being honest
1: yeah. So, well, well, thank you ever so much. May bother me. Well, listen, thank, thank you everyone
0: man. for watching. Please leave a like. Please subscribe to the Sean Atwood channel. Find John's links and my links down in the description. Please come and follow us on our platforms too. And we will see you next time. Thank you very much, John. Cheers. And for me, as always, guys, Ron Swanson. Be safe out there.
3: Why, I wondered, would the wing governor take him to his office at lunchtime in clear breach of prison rules? That was perhaps the start of my problems at the Scrubs. I was thinking, and asking questions whilst the rest of the officers just accepted things the way they were. But I knew something was wrong here, and I would, I felt sure, eventually discover exactly what. Shortly after 1pm, I saw the wing governor with the inmate next to him, walking along the wands. "'Officer, lock him up!' he shouted to me, and the prisoner walked up the stairs to his cell." Opening the door, I asked him a direct question. What on earth are you doing with the governor? He was a typical East End villain, big build, over two hundred pounds, cheeky smirk on his face, and a casually offensive tone. I won't ask if I were you, boss, way above your pay grade. After locking him inside his door, I walked away, wondering what on earth that was all about. But I would find out. I was determined to do that, as all my instincts told me that matters here needed to be looked at. I sensed the governor was up to no good. It just looked wrong. As I said, this incident was the start of my troubles, though at the time, I didn't know it, I'd crossed the path of a senior member of the Freemasons.